Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's Your Deal? I'm your host, Ariana Lenarski, and with me today is Adam Conover. Hi. Hi. Ooh, <laughs> starting out hot. <laughs> That's me. He's ready to go. Um, it's, I had three <laughs> cups of tea today, and so I got some caffeine Caffeinated. in me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, what's been Black tea. Black tea, so you're ready to go. Yeah. You're, you want to be wide awake. You don't want anything to get past you. For sure. For this experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's very much. I want to take it all. I want to take it all in. You want to take it all in. And then and I want to write a book report it about it. And write a book report. Um... So normally I do my readings on the second half, but I wanted to start off reading you at the top because I, 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 I don't know. I just think you'll have maybe more questions than most. <laughs> okay, sure, uh, sure. Am I wrong about that? No, I think no. I'll have lots of I'll have You're lots have of, lot questions. of questions. Well, should I talk about? It's. I feel like I should preface yes, even my appearance you, on the podcast. Yes, any way you like. Because yes, because people know me. You know, I do this television show. It's a very skeptical television show. It's about mm-hmm. facts and and Adam reason. Adam ruins everything. Adam yes. ruins everything and stuff like that. And I've and I've always been the sort of person who uh, turned my nose up at you know astrology and and uh, uh, you know such things. Uh-huh. Um, witchcraft. Witchcraft. Yes, and you know uh, I'm I'm a I'm a relatively hard headed person. Uh-huh. Uh, but when I got to know you, you told me something very, uh, we had a conversation. It was when I was recording, you're doing a pilot for your other podcast. I think we were talking right beforehand about astrology and you're like, no, people don't understand. You, you said, mm-hmm. I love misconceptions. That's what I'm all about. And you said, no, people don't understand what it's about because it's not about a rational, like discreet prediction it's and then can you complete the thought so i don't want to i don't want to paraphrase so this is very much my personal assumption i can't speak for other like astrologers or witches or whatever but to me astrology so clearly seems to be a myth that you're given at birth it's like a personal story that you're presented with at birth Mm -hmm. it is not something it does not determine anything it does not it's not something you have to follow it is however just a story that you are just given as a gift when you're born Kind of like your own fairy tale that yeah. you're presented with, and it's just for you, and it's like a special well, you story. Well, you and like one out of twelve other people. How, how many? No, signs there it's are. actually. I know. I know that's a common thing of like. Well, it's like how can it be for everybody? But like this is <laughs> <laughs> this is the whole misconception is. Uh, I hate going into astrology on my tarot podcast. Oh, I, <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. I hate astrology, but I really, I really do. I really do, and I'm. It's just because. It's just a mess in a way that I feel like tarot is not quite as much of yeah. a mess, but well, astrology is a total mess. Well, so I liked that description mm-hmm. because it reframed it for me as as a literary exercise right. or a it's just in a different sphere. And that's interesting whether or not it's true. Does right. that make sense? Right. Like it's if it if it's in the realm of of human thoughts and emotions and uh, you know the stories that we tell ourselves, and a, right. it's a tool for yes. uh, examining those stories and and working with those non-rational things. Then that's interesting, and I can see how that would be of value. Like you're really getting it, and it's I even even you using the word non-rational is perfect because I think a lot of times people try people vacillate between rational and irrational. And exclude non-rational. And that's mm. very different. Ooh, I like that. Irrational non-rational. non-rational is insanely different. Like painting is non-rational. Yep. Anything creativist. Yeah. Anything creativist. I mean, I do well, the work that I do is in the intersection of rationality and, and creativity. Uh, in that I try to use creativity to like bring out what's to try to examine what's true. Yes. Uh, like in using the tools of like philosophy and science with yes. comedy. But that's not the Same. only important way to do things. No, do you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's not the only. That's not the only way to to do things. You right. know. So like you know Joseph Campbell and the uh-huh. monomyth. You know uh-huh. Joseph Campbell. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. For people who don't know him, yeah. he was like. He actually. I mean, I think he was very into this the hero's journey. Right. He created. He that. created the hero's journey as the idea that he created the idea of the monomyth that. All mythological stories follow the same sort of structure about a hero who right. like descends and then he confronts the mother figure or whatever. Yes, you know, and that's in tarot. That I don't know if I is don't it in know, tarot? Yes, I don't know enough about him to know if he was. He must have been actually. He must have been in tarot. But the fool's journey is tarot. Oh, and it's, okay. It's the same thing. Well, he basically. profoundly influenced. You know, like Star Wars. Yes, yeah, yeah, Star Wars, like the big example. Um, now, 
I don't think it's true that every story follows that pattern. Right. Um, and in fact, that's been like really critiqued. Like, for instance, a very like masculine uh, story, for example. And it's it is kind of narrow, but it's like a fun and useful way to talk right. about the process of storytelling and yes. uh, also to talk about your own psyche. It's an interesting tool. It doesn't need to be capital T true for us right. to derive value out of it. And so that, yeah, that fr helped me frame a lot of how I think about those things. And then since then, you know, I've gotten more patient when, you know, like, I, you know, I've been dating a wonderful woman named Lisa Hannawalt for 10 years. And she's always trolled me about astrology and been like, I'm into astrology now. And uh -huh. at first, the 10 years ago, uh -huh. I was like, no, no, what <laughs> oh, is so it? Oh, so is she really? Uh, yeah, you know, Great. kind of, yes. But the way maybe I am. Yeah, well, the like thing- Like having fun with it. Yes, the thing that okay. I realized is that people who believe in astrology don't really believe in astrology in the way that I was imagining that they were. Uh -huh. They're believing You're, it in a in a looser mm, sense of belief. Adam's on to something. Does that make sense? <laughs> of course it does. Does, does that yes. make sense? Because I truly think any, well, this is the problem with astrology and why I hate it so much is- if you do look at it as a way to control your life or the actions of others, you're blowing it. Like yeah. that, it's like if you try to control rather than connect, and I feel like I say that a lot in the, on this show. Actually, um, if you try to, if you think that you can use astrology to determine anything a hundred percent or something like that, it's it's just gonna ruin your life. Like yeah. it's such a, it's a really, it's the antithesis of what's what any of this is about yeah so um i just find that i just find that to be really interesting so i think i think you're coming at it from a good place <laughs> yeah it's a whole new way i've been thinking about the world like people also ask me like adam why don't you ruin religion on your uh -huh. show that's like something that like a lot of like teenagers ask right. me yeah <laughs> um and as a teenager i would ask myself the same right, question right. i felt that way but now after like growing up to the degree that I have, yeah. I no longer believe that there's a very small minority of minority of people, I think, who believe in the literal factual truth of their religions. I think for most other people, it's just it's more of a it's not a belief in that sense. It's an orientation of how they are thinking about their own existence vis-a-vis -vis the mystery of the universe yeah. right like they're like it, it's it's more of a question of how do i live my life how do i think about the fact that one day i will die mm -hmm. um and those sorts of things and most of that doesn't have a truth value for people you can't go in and disprove it right like if you like just something like you know like buddhism's focus on impermanence right mm -hmm. is like a focus of how you think about the universe is not something I'm going to, I can come in and like, you know, bring nuclear physics into it. Yeah. Like it doesn't you know, and relate. You, you keep saying the truth. And I actually think more of even what I tell me if I'm wrong. I think it's more about answers. Like I think a lot of times, and yes, when you're younger, this happens, you want answers, answers, answers. And yeah. oftentimes answers aren't really the truth. Mm. And that seems to be a lot of distinction between like religion and just hard science or something that's an like interesting that. way to put it you but, know what i mean yeah like sometimes I'm, the truth is there's not an answer because we haven't figured it out yet or yes we just can't know because we, we're only alive 100 years in a universe that's however old that's a very good way you know? to put it i mean i'm intensely interested in what is true yeah and just what is the by which i mean true? what is the state of the universe <laughs> apart from my observing of it, right? right yeah. Like if I could get a list of like the position of, of every atom, I would love right, that. Right, and if right, I could right, comprehend right. that. And so I understood exactly what cause and effect of everything is. That's not possible, right? <laughs> However, there are a lot of ways to interact with existence other than figuring out exactly right. what that is, rather so than just doing epistemology. Right. It's sort of like, what's the what's the best, what's the most honest story that we can tell while we're alive? Mm. Like that. And that's why I like tarot so much is because when I started to do it, it was making me crazy because I was like, I can't believe how well this works. And I'm, I've, I'm very philosophical. My father was, you know, like a huge philosophy person in college and stuff like that. And there were always books around my house. And I feel like ever since I was very young, I was wondering who am I and like what's the meaning of life and yeah. reading all these philosophies when I was little and I 
I can't believe that tarot is the thing that after all that it's like it's tarot like yeah. why and I and I you know I worked with it you know for years now and it just is the most compassionate story that I found like mm. for being alive both honest and compassionate it's like rational and emotional at the same time so mm. I find I've found that to be very it's just very strange all yeah. that to say you know I want to give you a tarot reading. <laughs> <laughs> can I say one? Can I say yeah. one other thing? Yes. Or just no, that, no. That this say makes, as much as you want. That this makes me think of that that I've been thinking about lately is I've been thinking about how there are certain human activities that we do that where in order to become good or proficient at them you have to use non rational means. Right. Where, uh, for instance, you know, Lisa, my partner has a horse and she is training the horse and she is, you know, uh, bonding with this horse. She has a trainer and the trainer will like tell her to do things. She's just telling me about it later. You know, I'm not that involved with it, but the trainer is telling her to do things that are like fundamentally non-rational to me. You know, that like Mm -hmm. the horse, like you should talk to the horse in this way. You should say this, or you should have, you know, you should pretend in this way. You should have this in your mind, like that sort of idea. And I'm like, well, the horse doesn't fucking know this. It's a horse. Right. Like you're 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 uh-huh. you're putting like a human relationship yeah. on this horse. Like this uh-huh. doesn't make any sense. This is not how horses operate. Uh-huh. Yet it works, mm-hmm. right? And the uh, and so as I look at it, I'm like, well, the 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 bond that you might have with an animal as you're training it is something that is so nonverbal and difficult to understand. You can do it, but you can't approach it in a perfect sort of scientific way does that make sense it almost becomes an artistic pursuit in a way or people who are at very high levels of art i feel like have that relationship with their art or Mm -hmm. athletes who you know are uh like if you're if you're at the point of like you know you're a baseball player trying to hit a 100 mile per hour fastball you hear them talk about it in these weird vague ways Mm -hmm. that are not you know so there's the mechanics but there's also just like the um oh I, I know a perfect example. There's like uh, like the yips, you know the yips. Yes, totally. Where where they like suddenly lose the yes. ability Markel to. Markel Fultz. Yeah, yeah. They they lose the ability to hit the baseball or to shoot the basketball, and they don't know why, and no one knows why, and no one knows what causes it mm-hmm. because what's happening in the brain as you're <laughs> trying to do that is so is so complex. Mm-hmm. We don't understand it well enough, and the only way around it is through like weird psychology or. You know, literally, you know, what if I try a different pair of shoes? Like that shouldn't affect it at all. But mm-hmm. you're just trying stuff because you're trying to sort of move this thing that we don't fully understand yeah. yet. And so those sorts of approaches actually become that should that if you're looking at it at first blush, you're like that's not rational. That's stupid. Like mm-hmm. why would that work? We don't understand the problem here. But because we're sort of limited in our cognizance of what's happening, yeah, we need we need those sorts of tools to increase our proficiency yeah. or to get around the problem. Yeah. And so Almost that's so now like, what I see things like tarot as being, if that yes. makes sense. Well, they're, they're like tools to kind of what you said were so limited. So they're almost like tools to remind us that we kind of don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like we do for yeah. certain things, like we know how to tie our shoes, but yeah. like sometimes we actually, yeah. it's really complicated because it's like, we need a tool to remind us that we don't know what's going like a tool to remind us that we don't know what's going on. And then a bridge to remind us that we do. Yeah. And that is like, but like on a much, as you said, more non-rational, deeper, like, yeah. but the thing I that do I, know if I'm quiet, I do know. Now, the thing that bothers me is when people <laughs> say, am I front loading this too, with too much I'm stuff one, about no, this? I want to keep going. No, I want, okay. I, I want you to talk okay. forever. So what, bo- okay, good. I've been looking forward to this. Okay, good. So what bothers <laughs> me is I've had conversations with people where, um, they say, okay, but what if that's proof of a power beyond ourselves that is like what if there's what if ESP is real because there's stuff we don't understand does that make sense and uh-huh. I don't think you need that I think uh-huh. that you can have um uh I I think that you can have these very fuzzy unclear neurological relationships between people uh that that's what's going to explain at the end of the day like I I believe that everything devolves down upon physical matter at the end of the day right the problem is that our our ability to comprehend that relationship is uh is limited mm-hmm. and the relationships between our between us like sort of neurologically or cognitively can become so complex that it appears to be magical to us does that make sense yeah I think um 
when it comes to like ESP and intuition and that kind of stuff, it's really complicated, right? Because there's so much history of magic and as a career and like mm -hmm. Hollywood stuff and like trickery. And also there's people that are intuitive, but they not. And I don't mean like actually psychic. I just mean very sensitive, you know, sensitive to the non-rational and then use that to manipulate other people or to scam yeah. other people and stuff like that. And that's like deeply, deeply tied into like any any of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I know what you're saying about like, there doesn't need to be something more. And I agree. It's, it's more, I think faith is a part of it, but it doesn't have to necessarily be faith in like God. It's more like a, a synonym for love or something like that. Mm. Like we all know what love is, but also can't define it. Yeah. So it's like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like probably love is the most easy thing to be like, love is magic, is faith, is yeah. like all, it's that sort of feeling of like, not to sound cliche, but like oneness. Yeah. You know, like we're all one or whatever. Well, what I, what I would say to put that in a more concrete terms for me, right. not to say that you're describing it in a way that is wrong, it's just, right. this is how I would yeah, describe how you, it, is that it? people can be connected in, right deep ways that they don't understand but the reason they're connected is because they're big hairless monkeys walking around and right. and their and their brains are little electrical devices that are uh -huh. that are firing and not for any other reason right. so the example that i always use of this is like I was talking to my friend about the Long Island medium who's the lady who you know she's oh, yes, she's yes. a tv psychic mm -hmm. um and you know, my friend was like, I like, she goes up to people and she, you know, she knows everything about them. Uh -huh. And, you know, maybe she's tapping into something. Maybe she's mm -hmm. tapping into some she's sort of course. Cold. She's doing cold reading. She's doing cold reading, right? <laughs> and I was like, no, actually, I, I actually know how she's doing it because right. this is like really well studied and I've read about it. We also did, we later did an episode about it on the show. She's doing cold reading. Right. And cold reading is like, you know, you just uh, pick up from people what uh, information without them realizing it. Um, right. And you can do it purposefully. Right. right. Um, it's, it's easy. You can you could learn to do it today and you could go amaze people with this power. We know how she's doing right. it. Right. And in fact, it's even possible that she has learned how to do cold reading without realizing it. Like I don't know right. the Long Island Medium's life. I don't know if right. she is, you know, where she picked this up, but it certainly is possible for someone to sort of become a, you know, they're just a prodigy at cold reading and right. they figure out how to do it. Um, now. So let's let's postulate that that that's the case uh -huh. the, or let's just postulate a medium where like, you know, they're not they're not in it for the, uh, uh, you know, they're not trying to scam anybody. They just like have figured out how to do this without even realizing it to both of those people. It feels like they're tapping into something beyond themselves because right. the person who's receiving the reading doesn't know shit. And they're just like, wow, this is incredible. And the person giving the reading doesn't know how they're doing it. Uh -huh. Um so they're those two people are they've connected with each other on this like really this this truly unconscious way where they're unconsciously picking up things mm -hmm. from each other and they're having a communication on a level that they're not consciously aware of. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, that feels like we've tapped into some right. deeper we've tapped into some magical psychic connection. No, no, no. They've tapped into a neurological physical connection that they weren't right. aware exists. Uh, and that is the coolest thing ever. Okay, great. That's yeah. what I was gonna. That's what <laughs> yes. I was gonna ask you. Yes, I was gonna. I be, love you it. still think it's cool though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I absolutely love it. And in fact, my position is, it gets cooler. <laughs> it gets cooler once you know that. Yes. So I'm the kind okay. of person who like it's better to know how the magic trick is done. Right. Like, uh, or I enjoy magic shows more because I know a bit about magic and I know how it's done and I know that oh my god, this is the most skilled person ever. And my how did they do it is not do they have mystical powers. The how did they do it is how are they such a fucking virtuoso that they figured right. out that, that you know, they did this. Um, and so my amazement with the Long Island media or with the medium mm. is um, someone figured out how to do this incredibly specific skill without knowing that they without knowing that they did it. And the communication between people, the ways that people can communicate or to take the horse example, the ways that a person commu can communicate with an animal are spooky. It's magic. It's spooky. It's amazing. Yeah. I like the word I like the word you, spooky yeah, because spooky, spooky. magic has you you have some well, ba baggage with that word. Yeah, well it, it's I don't necessarily have the baggage, but it means different things to different people. <laughs> okay, um, yes, that's like, fair. Are yeah. we talking so about I something? Have, I have baggage as well. We all yeah. we all do. Are we because because I a lot of times we use magic to mean something that is 
actually non-physical, like some sort of no. spiritual force. That's, right. But yeah. We're talking more about. I like spooky because it's the yeah. it's the feeling. It describes the feeling of it. Awe. How about awe? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or the feeling of the the feeling of su- the of the sublime, or uh, you know, or. It, it also ties in the fact that like spiritual experiences are real things that are physical things that happen in the brain. You right. know, there's an actual physical response of a spiritual experience. Yeah, the um, whole point is that it's a feeling and you can yeah. feel it physically. Yes. Otherwise, it wouldn't yes. feel like anything. Yes. Like, whole po- <laughs> the whole point is that magic feels physical. Magic with quotes. Yes. Right? Yes. And so that all that stuff is real, right? right. And we don't need... To have, and the part that I push back against is the idea that there's some sort of like second kind of stuff other than physical reality that's like right. flowing around that we're tapping into, whatever, right? We don't need to like postulate uh, a an extra dimension <laughs> of right. of life. Um, we can we can say no, this is a physical thing that we don't understand, and that's even cooler and better. And the best part about it is then we get to understand it. Yes, I mean it sounds like what you're saying is similar to how I feel that. The magical part of it is, and again, maybe I shouldn't say magical, the awe-inspiring part of it is that humans can connect with each other. Yeah. That's, like, amazing. Yeah. It's bizarre that we can do that. Yeah. And if you're the, the greatest thing about combining this with a sort of sci, scientific is not the best word, but, like, a physicalist worldview, right, is that once you're looking at what the... Long Island Medium does in that way or what happens in a tarot reading in that way or or that sort of, you know, whatever connection, then you can study it. And you could if you wanted to, you could spend your whole life figuring out what the fuck is this? Because people mm-hmm. are doing it right. People are getting in knowledge about each other in ways that like, you know, seem non-rational. So what what is that? And, yeah. you know, and so the only part that I object to is when people say, no, 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 this is a force that we cannot ask questions about because it's something apart from yeah, humanity. That be, does that make sense? Yes, that would be. Uh, and a lot of people crazy. do do that. Um, it's interesting with tarot because it has a philosophy that you have to begin in the material world to really create mm. what you want out of life or, you know, to li- actually to live in a way that's like in line with your um, most loving purpose or something like that Mm. the mundane is where the 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 cycle begins you cannot you can't like uh stay up here like Mm. you can't live in the spiritual you can't live in the mental you can't live in the emotional you must come down to the physical world Mm. and plant yourself or nothing will ever grow love the physical world yeah yeah i can can tell (laughs) Uh, and it's just very interesting because that's something that I've had to learn. I've I've always been much more uh, tar- tarot has four elements. So it starts like earth. That's your feet. That's the mundane. That's the material world. That's pentacles, and then fire is your is like your groin area of creation, like um, the spark of life. Yeah, my groin is fire. Your groin is fire, and then your heart is cups, and that's water, and like where the emotion takes place. And air is your mind and swords and problems and trying to figure everything mm-hmm. out. And I've always been like the upper half of my body and learning to try to like go down and and trust the material world and be mm. um, reliant on the material world and believe that I can like that the material world wants to support me. Not not like in a not like in a conscious way, but like the material world can support yeah. you. You can be on the earth like that's yeah. that's something that's that you must do and you must um uh, engage with physical reality and understand that physical reality is like the most amazing thing in the whole wide world. Yeah. Um, that's been a very interesting part of learning about that's everything cool. that I do. Well, they're, so, they're all the same. It's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I I mean, I, and for me, I've had, I've been trying to get up and I guess up in, in the, head. yeah. Uh, yeah uh, or I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm you, not sure. No, you started, well, you started, you started from, from, the place you should (laughs) so it seems there's seems like there's a word there's a word i learned in philosophy in college and i i hope i remember i hope this is what the word is it's close to this i think it's supervenience is the word um which is that uh all of those reality all those levels of reality are fundamentally the same thing right that um i think it's supervenience um that uh the 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 exact the best example that I can think of is like if you look at a computer, right? Um, and you look at the uh, there's the hardware level, right? 
um, where you like open it up and it's like, okay, there's like there's like little wires and stuff in there, right? They built yeah. a complex series of yeah. wires, um, and then you turn on the monitor. And there's an operating system on there and, you know, you're typing stuff and you're seeing little pictures and et cetera. Right. And those are two different worlds. Those worlds are the same thing. You're looking at literally the same thing when you're looking in the box and you're looking at the monitor. Right. If yeah. you if you if you hit if you hit either one with a hammer, <laughs> right, they both explode. Right. Um, and uh, one is. One is created by the other. You know, the har- I, I would say the hardware level comes first, right? And the software level comes second because um, you can have hardware without software. You can have software without hardware. But they're, they're right? They're the, one supervenes yes. upon the other. Yes. Um, and that's the same as the relationship between, you know, the bre- like the mind and the brain or yeah. uh, the, the physical world and the human world or the or – Phys- or genetic evolution and cultural evolution. Yeah. They're all that's this. There's a relationship that is all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Um. And people so often turn that into a dualistic relationship. They say that's two different kinds of consciousness and the physical world. Those aren't related. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's a problem for philosophy because then you ask, well, then how the hell do they interact if they're not right. related? How does consciousness then affect the physical world? Well, the answer is one supervenes upon the other. They're actually the same thing. Yeah. We experience them in different modes and they feel different. Um. But in actuality, they're they're the they're the same l- level of reality. Yeah. There's just one type of reality. There's one type of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, but that means that on that higher level, we can use that higher level to like dick around and have some fun and yes. learn some things. <laughs> yes, I mean, what you're you're saying what I believe, which is exact is exactly like you know we're all one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious that that's like what you're saying, and it's true that we. I don't know. We could get really deep into this, but we need to take a we break. We have. Yeah. I, the thing I just want to say is, like, I totally agree that the without the material world, I was thinking about this when I was walking through the park the other day, that, like, without the material world, we can't really have, like, metaphors even or anything. Like, we have to be able to to see and experience and, like, be a part of the physical world before we can, like, yeah create. I, I had an example, but I can't remember right now. Anyway, we have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to read the tarot of Adam Conover. Welcome back to What's Your Deal? We're sitting with Adam Conover, about to read his tarot. He really wants to make a point. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say <laughs> one thing because you said the wonderful thing about you're trying to get back to the physical world. Right. And I made that point about supervenience, which is very long, mm-hmm. and I went off on a tangent. And there was a reason I brought it up. Is I think it's therefore, because all those things are one thing, but we experience them as being separate because they're sort of you know, layered on top of each mm-hmm. other. I think it's very important and good to say, I'm trying to get back to the physical world or I'm trying to get back to the mental or to the, you know, to a spiritual world or et cetera. Um, and uh, that's what I'm excited to do today. <laughs> that's, that's it. And I wanted I, to say to you, Adam, you're a witch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a witch. Yes, you are. Well, you know, I had, when I was a teenager, you know, oh, here we go. There was that book, there was go. that book to ride a silver broomstick in every bookstore. Oh, my God. And I thought that I book can't believe this is happening. looked pretty cool. I never bought it, but I did read it sometimes in the borders. You're an earth witch, and I <laughs> love it. Also, something that when you're no, you, you're just this make, is going to ruin my career. I know, I love it. No, no, this is this is this. I'm ruining Adam. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so it's, proud it's, of myself. This is an artistic pursuit for me. An artistic pursuit. An artistic pursuit. You know, just because you know the truth doesn't mean <laughs> I don't think I do. It's going to ruin your I don't career. Know the truth. Oh, well, then yes. Well, that's the whole point that you you know that you don't know. Blah blah blah. So you do. Um, what I was going to say is, oh, you reminded me when you said. You reflected, you reflected back to me, me saying, I'm trying to get back to the physical world. And it just reminded me, like, I don't have to try. Like, I'm already part of it. So it's like, you, yes. just, you made me feel better because I was like, oh, I don't have to try. Yeah, but you can, just, but yeah. you can, you can try to hold you that in forget. your head as you, as you walk around and try yes. to think, yes, think yes, about things yes. that are physical. Um, but separation is the myth. We're always, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're always, like, here, whatever. Anyway. What do you want to ask a question about? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, I have to ask a question? You don't have to. You don't have to. Actually, what I was going to ask you to do is to look through these and okay. poke around. and so Just ask Adam's, questions about the cards? So Adam's shuffling through my deck right now. I just want him to take a good look at it and to state any cups? curiosity. That's He's looking at the Ten of Cups. The Ten of Cups. He's okay. Looking, he's browsing the, thing the is, colors. You can also, ask me anything about them. One thing about tarot is that like I, you know, I played a lot of video games. And uh, video games are often... Like, you know, they will borrow from pieces of iconography. And so tarot is like as a there's something that is 
always been really intriguing about it because yeah. it's sort of like where did it come yeah. from? It does feel genuinely like mystical yeah. and it feels like a uh you know, puts me in the place of when I was a kid where, you know, with like fantasy novels and like, mm -hmm. you know, mysterious like video games are so there's so many things in video games that feel genuinely like totemic like you're getting like secret knowledge yes. or something like that Ver t tarot is hella like that Sorry of course it is and so i've I've, I've always hella. been a little i've always been a little drawn to it like just it's the, wonderful the fact it's wonderful the fact that there is there's this text adventure i played years ago called curses which is a very famous text adventure and a big part of it like involved there's this whole Thing, you, you know what a text adventure is, where it's mm -hmm, like yeah. it's like words written out and you're typing, go here, do that. Um, it's a very literary. And there's a whole component of that game that involves finding tarot cards um, scattered around the world. Um, and then, you know, like well, the, I love it. The, the, you know, the Knight of Cups or whatever. That's one, right? The Knight of Cups? Yes. Okay. And then Maybe there was a and there was a projector and a puzzle. One of the puzzles was you would put the card in the projector, but I guess the cards were like somehow translucent. So it would project the card on a wall and then you could enter the card. Right. Uh, by walking through the wall um, and it would take you to a different place. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was like a very special like to me. Like, oh, that's very like magical and, mm -hmm. and mystical. Um, and so that's what this reminds me of. So I've always had a little bit of a. So maybe what we'll do is we'll go. You're Since you don't have a specific question in mind, you can ask like random questions and I'll just pull cards one by one and we'll look at them. I can for ask these different questions. Like random that. questions. Yeah, like, but then I have want. to think of even more questions. They don't have to be like really deep. They can just be like whatever you want. Oh boy! You can um, even say hi. You can have a convo with it. <laughs> I swear you can. <laughs> I'll show you right now. <laughs> okay. What is it? Oh, that's more. Cups. He's looking at the seven of cups, which is the figure that's silhouetted in the background and is staring up at clouds in the sky that have cups with them that are full of magical, mystical-looking, strange items. Like a dragon like and a, a dragon. and a castle on a on a hill. And... That's the card of not being sure what choice to make, not being sure what to uh, do next. Who drew these illustrations? This was Pamela Coleman-Smith, a really talented artist. And these are not old drawings. This was done around the turn of the century. That's, so, that's old. Uh, I guess it is kind of old now. So but the it's turn of the 20th like, century. But it's West Coast old. Because we're, I mean? we're like 20 years past the turn of another century. But we always you know, say the turn right. of the century to mean the turn of the 19th to 20th. But, you know, compared to like a rock, you know, it's like. Yeah. But that's not pretty, that, that that's pretty That's pretty old. I had tarot cards when I was a kid. I don't know what happened to them. But it is interesting how much it feels like as a kid it was just like, yes, these have power. Just, just like the, the, Im the images really. Well, you know why they're so amazing is I honestly think you could use you could really use anything to read. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's more about whatever it triggers in you. But for so, but these cards are so beautifully designed, and the yeah. sy the system is is almost like done so lovingly and so carefully to sort of help you bridge this path into your own subconscious and unconscious basically yeah it's really something the these color, are, the these are really beautiful the this ace of cups one ace of cups is beautiful looks like this looks like i'm talking to the, this looks like um i am having a mystical experience uh -huh. like and literally like the voice of god is speaking <laughs> to me like metatron has come down and like are, and you're that's what it, that card is meant to mean it's oh really, is it really yeah, yeah it's a pure dose of like divine uh giving of actually love cups is oh, represents wow. love so you you got it it's so like the just the images on it are so like yeah with the there's upside a down. hand coming out, a giant hand coming out of a cloud that's holding a golden cup with a w on it that i actually don't know what that to me it looks for. like an upside down m i thought I that's what i thought it was way. i feel the same way i have to look it up um yeah, it, it does look like, like an, an upside down w. that's not how you draw a w no it's not it's very odd. a w has slanted sides and this has this has straight sides um Sometimes I read for basketball, as you know, and I pulled this card for the Grizzly or for the draft, and we thought it maybe it was an upside down M for the Memphis Grizzlies. I just remember. <laughs> that's. But yeah, there's something there's something vein. about it that's just like it's very intense it about is. the about the combination it of is. of images. It's one of the most beautiful cards in the deck, I think. Yes, I I would agree. Um, so you've sh so shuffle these around however okay. much you please. And okay. you can t talk aloud if you want about like, hmm, what do I want to say? Or you can literally just like, we can, you can just start to say hi and it'll talk back to you and we'll, you can have yeah. a convo with it. Okay. I just want, no, I want to know, can I just, I want to keep it simple. Is that okay? Yes. My question? Yes. Because I'm in a period where we just wrapped our show mm -hmm. and we're on hiatus right now. I just went on tour and I'm in a very, uh, like 
I, I don't have that much work to do right now for the first time in a long time, and it's made me very anxious, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know what the rest of my year is going to look like or okay. what 2020 is going to look like. So I just want to know what's what's next for me yeah. is all I want to okay. know. Okay, so what is do you need okay? to know about coming next? Yes, then that's a great idea. I'm going to do um I could I'm ask a follow-up question, but that's where I yeah. will start. I'm going to do three cards, which will be sort of like past, present, future, and then. Oh, should I? Because some of them yes, should be backwards. You, like. you can do okay. it as much as you like. Okay. And then whenever you're ready, just set them back down. According to you. MIT scientists, seven riffle shuffles is what perfectly okay. randomizes a deck. Oh, God. <laughs> MIT scientists, that's right. Right. He's trying to hang on, hang in there, grasping to the last <laughs> ropes of the rational mind oh my as gosh. his career burns in front of him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. All right. All right. So now. Kaboom. With your left hand, can mm-hmm. you cut it into three separate piles? Left hand representing the non-rational. Oh. And I'm then left, I'm left-handed. Oh well, wellly well. I'm left-handed. And now go ahead and put them back together in any order that you choose. Okay, left hand again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm going to pull for past, present, future. Okay, so for the past we have the Queen of Swords. That's certainly you. Present, we have reverse Ten of Cups. And in the future, we have reverse Queen of Cups. How interesting. Okay. So in the past position, the Queen of Swords. So I think this very much relates to you. The Queen of Swords, as I said, always indicates the mind, indicates Mm. um, the voice, and actually indicates truth. It indicates um, clear, concise, logical, rational. (laughs) It's about right. Adam has a huge, like, very worried smile on his face. (laughs) (laughs) But everything Uh, else is upside down. It's fine. Don't worry. I'm not worried about that. Um, (laughs) I know why it's reversed. Uh, So she is, she's perfect for you because she not only has been through a lot and has, um, is very committed and and uh, driven to uh, both speak the truth. She thinks and feels with great um, clarity. Mm. She's she's her, that's her um, her mission really, and she's also very witty. She's very funny because she knows that the truth goes down better with a little bit of humor, which is literally your show yes, and what you do for a living. Wow, Adam's upset. I'm upset. You think I'm upset? <laughs> no, I'm projecting that because I because I I feel good that you know. It's so. I'm, I'm just working. okay. I'm slightly. I'm slightly suspicious. I'm, being, I'm slightly oh, suspicious because it's suspicious. so. It's so on the nose. <laughs> what you're saying is so on the nose. I'm like, is that really in? The, is yes, that really part yes, of the card? Yes. Or are you just because nope, I? Because I mean, I could it. say I. Because do you, you want know. me to open up uh, my a web page right now? And like, I will. <laughs> no, you know, no, no, no. I really? believe. Okay. I, I, I believe. I believe you. I'll go look it up later. Okay. I'm gonna send you literally. It literally is like the the. The guardian of the truth, like she okay. thinks, she thinks and feels. About it just the almost truth. sounds like you're going like the Queen of Swords. You know, she's on like a basic cable network, like not, <laughs> not, not like one of the big I mean, ones. You know, a smaller one, but it's in a, it's on, it's basic cable though, so a lot of people have it. <laughs> like, that's like, I mean, I can't think of someone more likely to be on true TV than the Queen than of Swords. The Queen of Swords. <laughs> um, so, so she's way, you know, she's way up in her, like you said, way up in the world of the mind. Okay. So great. That's the past you're coming from. That's like a great. I always think of the past position as the foundation for how you're moving forward. So that's like a, you know, that's literally yeah. just your life. So that's great. Great. Um, and she's very inspiring and all this kind of stuff. So I think these are reversed. So now we have, and you kept you kept noticing cups also when you're like going through mm-hmm. the deck. Uh, so cups is kind of what you're saying. Oh, that's so interesting because we were. Ta- I was thinking about you as like having the ground beneath your feet, and you've got you know your head is focused on the truth, right? Yeah. So now it's like these two things, your head is moving down, your feet are moving up, and you're coming more towards into the heart-based emotional, even though I, I don't think of you as like a not emotional person. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty emotional. You know what I mean? So um, I think it's more just like um, a new, uh, cups is a lot about your feelings it's about slowing down it's about reception that's the word i'm looking for mm. so you've you may have had a, a more like swords or outwards you know this more electric yeah. out kind of energy and yeah, they, you're they coming, stab they, <laughs> they stab your brain yeah uh and cups is much more about receiving and magnetism stuff goes in a cup stuff goes in a cup 
So I think these are just some, these are such positive cards that I think they're just reversed because they're teeny tiny. You know, it's like these almost like these small things that are coming into being. I thought I meant something totally different when it's uh, when it's reversed. No, it can mean a lot of different things. I mean, it, also I will say that this is more about for your understanding of yourself. Mm. So if to you you have more of a if what if what your own intuition is telling you that this is not what I'm saying, then you're welcome to tell me that oh, that's no, not no, what you're no, feeling. No, no, no. Um and in fact just to clarify, I'll pull a couple more oh yeah, you're you're good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just I pulled a, a few more cards to clarify whether these should be reversed. And uh Adam got the world on the top, which is basically like the most positive card in the deck. And Whoa. except for like the sun. And then reversed four of swords, which is very much about like, um, ugh, it's going to sound, sound corny, but there's like an awakening almost. Mm. Uh, and that sounds really corny and really like, um, like I'm trying to capture you into my cult or something <laughs> but, uh, no, i'll join the cult okay great <laughs> this is what i was well, wanting oh, so let me just can i just okay. ask yes, another point of another point of information yes so of you course. said uh the the name of the woman who, who drew the illustrations was pamela coleman smith pamela coleman smith now i have two questions one is and i meant to ask this earlier mm -hmm. are the illustrations based is it like it, are, are they traditional uh uh visions you know so, depictions <clears> of these cards or is she adding her own uh, you know, elements that then people are drawing metaphor from? Great question. So the guy who hired her to do it was named um, Wait. And that's the uh, that's the guy who gets all the credit, of course, but she's the one who designed them. And he was very strict about um, the major arcana, which are the ones that have the words underneath like this. Mm -hmm. So this is his... Uh, the, these cards are... Um, he was very strict about like, I want this and I want this and I want that. But so he, he, de he decided he was like lion in the bottom yes, right corner yes, and bull he, in the bottom yeah, left. He was a part of the um, member of the Golden Dawn and he was like, we do it like this, this is how you do it. And she's like, all right. And then he was like, I don't care what you do with the rest of the cards. So all these other ones that you see her here uh -huh. were her ideas. And unfortunately, because, you know, she was a woman, she was a woman of color. Mm. We don't know why. Like we really don't. No mm. one asked her because no one cared. Everyone thought she was just kind of a, you know a sprite who had nothing to say but these cards are like amazing and we'll never yeah. really know why so the, no one ever bothered to ask her. so the so but the ones that he really gave a shit about are, were, uh, were th these, yeah. this this and, this and what were those based on was it was like these okay, are based on the fool's journey that we were talking about very similar to the hero's journey that are um did a, he like have another card and he was like i want to look like this card yes there was a previous okay. deck that was from like Italy. Mm -hmm. um, that he he was good friends with um, Crowley, who's insane. Alistair Crowley. Yeah. That guy was out of his mind. Yeah. Like opiate addict. Probably yeah. weight was. They they were all like not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pamela really is my queen. Like she's the one that's <laughs> to me the most important figure. Because um, what interests me as much as anything else is the folk process of yeah. of how these things changed yes. and you know especially like the. You know, I'm also interested in it. Now I just want to go read about it. But the history yeah. of this compared to the history of like the deck of playing cards, yeah. Yeah. which was changed to the folk process. But then because the whole point was to standardize that so you, everyone could play the same game. Right. It's just like, yeah, we're just going to draw it like this. And, yeah. and you know, um, sure, everyone's going to have the, you know, the which are the one king stab yeah. himself over the, the head. Yes. The major. But, the Yes. I know what you're talking about the king of hearts. Yes. But the the major arcana, very similar across many different tarot decks. The minor ones have some differences. But to me, hers are like... They're very beautiful. They're so beautiful. They have so much meaning. And it's so sad that we don't know where she was getting them from. So my other, que so my okay. other question is yes, related question. in terms of the meanings of the cards when you say uh -huh. the world is the most positive card in the deck. Uh -huh. uh, what is the heritage of that interpretation? Okay. So this is the final card in the journey. This mm -hmm. is when you reach the end of the hero's journey. And mm. it really is about it. Really, it's funny because it's what we were talking about without even really meaning to. The whole point of the fool's journey is starting from innocence and naivete and foolishness to wisdom. And the fool is sort of he's zero in the deck. He's sort of in this infinite place where everything is one and like there's no separation. And his journey begins when um, things separation comes we get the number one which is like the first like separation from infinity mm -hmm. right so he goes through his whole journey and finally comes back he eventually reaches the end of his journey where he reconciles with the world and understanding that he has this understanding again that that there's pain and there's suffering in this world like mm -hmm. this world is not one way or the other 
um, harmony exists as well as great sorrow. And that's very much, and that's okay. And that's like a major part of, that's basically the wisdom of the world. So that's Mm. why it's so positive. It's finally a sense of oneness. It's finally a sense of finding your community again, feeling involved, feeling synthesis. That's the word I'm looking for. It's synthesis of, it's in many ways just peace with being a part of our gigantic universe in a way that you feel happy about. That's you know, beautiful. It is beautiful. It's like such a beautiful, wonderful card. But is that is that for, that story that you're telling? Yes. Is that coming through the folk process of the of the cards being passed around and people, or, or you know what I mean? Is there multiple places, or is somebody? Is there a moment at which this that story is credited as um, being laid down? Does that make sense? I think in the, it's the part of the fools. It's been put together throughout centuries of tarot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the that's the story that we've all agreed cool. on. <laughs> you know, like that's that's what the world means at the end. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, but it's a, but it's very Talmudic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can, that's, it's that's open what, to interpretation. That's what like that. that's what I expected. Yes, I was just curious. Um, and I, when I pulled this, I wanted confirmation that kind of what we're saying that the, these reversed cards are not like oh no, like your life is turning into something crazy. Like mm-hmm. to me, I, I felt pretty intuitively that like. I think you're just entering a really like happy time in your life. Oh, that's good. Um, that's good. It doesn't always feel happy. Like I said, I feel anxious because I I haven't had you know. I'm that not, makes sense. I don't know what I'm yeah. what, what I I'm mean, doing. Happiness is a weird word. I think <laughs> what I more mean is like, well, tens usually indicate ends of emotional cycles. Mm. So I think that for this, and this is sort of in your present position. And again, it was reversed, so it's like happening like as we speak. It basically mm. was what that means. So this sort of like coming out of. Uh, like awakening in some kind of way with the four of swords reversed on the bottom there. And then in the middle, this 10 of cups that has like a rainbow and then there's cups in the middle and a family is holding up their arms and people are like dancing and singing. And um, tens are the pinnacle of the suit. They are the, the end of their cycle. So you're reaching this end of an emotional cycle and kind of like starting over into this new process of whatever it is. And the future position is the queen of cups. That all sounds tracked so far. So especially with receiving. Yes. So you're you're going from one queen to the next. And I think that's like amazing, actually. Well, and they're facing their fa- they're well, this, this is very pretty. Yes, actually, I, know. I love it. It's like a very it, like <laughs> oh, it looks it. it looks like a little stained glass mm-hmm. like at a at a church mm-hmm. because it's like the queen of swords on the left is facing right. And the queen uh-huh. of cups on the right is facing left. And then there's there. The rainbow is in between them. And they're both sort of looking at this rainbow and then above up mm-hmm. in heaven with the world. Mm-hmm. And then well, I like that. That was I upside down. Okay, we'll you get, turned we'll it upside down. But it's like this because mm-hmm. this looks like a grave. Is, or like right, hell, no, it's right. like un- very oh, underworldly, where there's like a because there's like a person lying down, which looks like a tomb. Yep, it looks like someone lying in state or mm-hmm. either a dead body or like when they've got the bas relief of the person's uh-huh. dead body on top of their body, which is always mm-hmm. a weird why do that, but you know where they've where the lid of the coffin has a carving of the person, um, and then like swords and stuff, but then it's upside down, so it like looks like I don't know they're they're in hell or something, not hell, but they're you know it's Depths, an underworld, it's an underworld, it's yes. an underworld. So it's yes. like very much feels like a. I mean, yeah, it feels like a real <laughs> cosmology here. Um, uh, there's a nice, there's there's mirroring on both sides of it. Yes. It's very cool. It's a beautiful spread. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. And the shift. What's the you, worst spread you've ever seen? Oh, just oh, I'll yuck. Tell, I'll definitely tell you about it. Wait, I wanna, I'll tell you about that. But first I want to finish what I'm going to say here. <laughs> I so I just want to say that it looks like your, your trajectory is coming. You know, you never have to worry about whether this queen of swords is going to stay with you. She's with you for life. Like you've taken mm-hmm. her lessons as far as they could possibly go. Mm-hmm. She's always with you. She's always going to support you. As you move into this next phase of like joy and uh, essentially starting over a new emotional lifestyle in mm. many ways, um, let the queen of cups come into your life. So while she thinks and feels with great clarity, the queen of cups, compassion is her watchword. Mm. So she actually experiences direct knowing. So mm. this is this is much more about intuition. This is much more about the non-rational. This yeah. is much more about um, creativity. She holds this cup in her hands that's like immensely elaborate that she that she created, and she her dress seems to kind of flow into the water without end. Oh yeah. So she is um, she's really really beautiful. So you are transitioning from thinking and feeling as the Queen of Swords does to thinking and feeling. As the Queen of Cups does, she's the mm. idealist of her suit. So you're mm. you're you're going to be working with the ideals of emotion mm. and compassion and creativity and intuition like at this that. time of life. and reception. And I love it. I like that. It's very nice. She's it's a good got spread. a very she's got a very elaborate cup 
with there's like little angels standing yeah. on the cup. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> she's full of love. And she's got, uh, well, I guess they both have babies on their chairs, carvings of babies. But oh, I like I that she's, that. she brought her, she brought her chair all the way out to the beach <laughs> <laughs> just to like be on the, be on the water there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she faces the sea. Yeah. <laughs> like a totally normal, loving person. Like if anyone who wants to come see her as a queen and like they have to go stand in the water. Correct. To like face her. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's who you're going to be representing. So, I mean, that's your spread. Uh, the worst spread I ever saw was I read at a party and this girl sat down before me and didn't even ask me a question. We just start, we just went for it. And I saw some dark cards and I, I'd mm. never seen something like that before. And I was a kind of new reader. Mm. And I just was like, I just said, please be gentle with yourself. I said, try to, try to write in your diary, like every night, like try to really, you know, be there for yourself at this time. And yeah. I, I was, I didn't like predict any doom and gloom or anything like that. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't like, I don't think that's, um, uh, ethical yeah. at all. And I just remember thinking like, wow, this is like, this is hard time. And she, when I finished, she, she didn't say a word. She got up and just left the party. Wow. And then I saw her again at a wedding about two years later and she came right up to me and she's like, I remember you, you read my tarot. And she had a big smile on her face and, and I remembered her and I was like, and I felt awful. I was like, oh my God. And I said to her, I was like, that was the worst spread I ever pulled. And she's like, yeah, my dad, my dad died. Like it, it, was, wow. like, it was, and she's like a million terrible things happened to me. And I think they had been happening at the time, you know, yeah. like, I don't think it like happened after I pulled the spread Yeah. and she had the most miserable time. And I couldn't remember what I had told her. I was like, I remember that spread. Yeah. I hope that what I told you was, okay. and she's like, oh yeah, you told me to be compassionate towards myself, blah, blah. And it really helped. And I was like, yeah. thank God. <laughs> like, and I just remember that terrible, you know how, what a terrifying feeling it is. That been. is really to Tarot's credit, let me say, because something that we talked about on the, uh, something we talked about on our show once was um, the Myers-Briggs test, for example. Oh, right, sure. Um, yeah. and, and why the you know, Myers-Briggs test is very bad psychology. Mm -hmm. um, but it promises people self-knowledge. Uh, you know, it says, here, here's the type of person you are and, and people do feel better once they have that self-knowledge. But one of the criticisms of the Myers-Briggs test that or one of the things that stuck out to me as like, oh, this is a red flag for when something's a little bullshitty was that um, the Myers-Briggs test will never tell you anything bad. It's mm -hmm. like those it's those four those <laughs> yeah. four qualities. And like you can be two, you know, extrovert, yeah. introvert, d this one, that one, this one, that one. But all those are good. Yes, and it'll totally always agree. say, OK, this is your special power and this is what you're great at. And like you'll feel you'll be a little happier in this circumstance, but it'll never say anything negative. And um that, you know, that's true. And the fact that Tara will tell you something negative sure is will. is good for it. Sure will. <laughs> is, is like that's a that, that is a credit to it because then it's not just a, a pablum. Well, it'll show you your shadow, right? Like, oh, look at these scary. Cards. Yeah, I'm showing Adam some scary cards now. <laughs> these are really scary. And honestly, they like they go there. Like tarot is that bitch. Like tarot will go there. Tarot is going to tell but you is the it, truth. Isn't death like, like, Oh no, death is okay actually. Cause yeah, it's about it, rebirth it actually, and stuff. It actually is. But I, well, yeah. I pulled that out just cause, but, but these, the devil but these, doesn't look good no, at no, all. These other ones aren't great. I'm pulling out the ones that I have struggled the most with. Um, <laughs> the tower. Um, yeah, the, the tarot is committed to showing you the human experience. And that includes anxiety. It includes death. It includes I'm grief. It includes catastrophe. No, you wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that because this is just random cards. That's oh, just how you, you would know. love to believe that. I do. Be I do <laughs> believe that because that's my confidence in the know, in the in I the know. material world. But uh, you know, here's the closest I can get to this, and I still don't know because I've pulled. We're almost reaching the end here, but I just want to say, I mean, I've been pulling cards now for like f what? How long? Five years with this stuff. Longer with bicycle cards, but like. With tarot itself, like for, and I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, I just can't, I don't get it how this is working every time. And the closest I can even get is what kind of what we're talking about, that there's just no separation. And mm -hmm. for some reason, that also includes tarot. And that's like as far as I've gotten. And I have no, that's my hypothesis that I seek to try to like understand what. Well, I would could, could be more than well. What you know, I would say more. is, and you don't have to like it or, or agree <laughs> with it. Um, but those scary cards are really scary. They're really thank terrifying. you for putting them away again. Yes, of course. Um, they're very dark and frightening. Yeah. Um, these cards are also nice and yeah. blue uh -huh. and shiny. The rainbow <laughs> one, so happy. <laughs> 
So what I would say is if you're saying that it's, as we said at the beginning, that it's a it's a tool about stories uh-huh. and storytelling, well, of course it's always true because you're a good storyteller and you're always going to tell a true story. Like it's right. a credit to to you. Right. Like there's no, there, there's no power in the randomness of cards, uh, but there's power in the framework that humans put over it and what we, what we use it to say, you right. know, like if the cards, uh, you know, if the cars just blew across a street uh-huh. and no, you know, a, a gust of wind blew and three cards flipped over and nobody looked at them, they would mean nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right. It's in the looking that the that the meaning comes in. Yes. And so the meaning is correct because you are applying the correct meaning because you're the you as an interpreter are, are a good interpreter. Right. Or you're you're seeing the you're seeing the pattern within them. Um, you know, humans are. Uh, something else that I've learned in my work is that hum- humans are pattern finding creatures. Right. Right. If you literally, literally show humanity a pattern of random noise, mm-hmm. just like static on a television, mm-hmm. you people will see a pattern in the television. There's a face in there and it's looking at me. You know, like that's just how we're. we're I'm going to blow your mind right now. We're literally we're literally I'm, wired I'm, to do that. And that pattern that doesn't mean the pattern is okay. is incorrect i want you to ask the question out loud i'm going to show you right now okay i am so 100 percent confident do you disagree want, with what i said no i don't disagree okay. with what you're saying okay i just want you, to show you some ma- i'm going to show you some magic i want you to ask anything you want okay and watch what happens okay ask out loud uh <laughs> uh next time i order pizza what kind of pizza should i get is that too stupid? No. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm so excited for whatever this answer is going to be. <laughs> I'm no, gonna there's no, there's no pizza card in there. I'm actually going to focus. Okay. Was my question too stupid? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> we pulled the king of cups. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> my question is very specific. It was, but oh my God, are you going to get anchovies on your I do sometimes get anchovies. There's a fishy. <laughs> got him. I got him, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, there's so much stuff on All there. Right, okay. There's so much All stuff right. on there. Well, I did my best. I'm sorry. Did I mess up? No, did no. I, 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 think don't want... I, I won. I got my anchovy. Yeah, I you... feel great. See, that's what I'm talking about. Well, see, I, I feel. I feel great. I feel. I feel great too. I feel like this exactly proved my exactly proved my point. I feel like it proved my there, point. There's a. <laughs> he's, he's got a fish around his neck. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a fish necklace. Maybe. Ooh. Do you see that? Yeah. Well, you know why? Because this king, we have to stop because we're running out of time. But that we, we, he has a hardened fish around his neck because kings are like architects of their, whereas the queens are idealists. Mm. Kings are architects and they're, they're a little more focused on society and outward faced. So he's, he's actually lost a little bit of his creativity because he has to like focus on others. So his fish has become hardened around his neck. I'm really glad that also helps me know that I got uh, you queens. You got the right one. No, I got, you got queens. No, you got good. You got because good. because Queen of Cups rules. Uh, architects are. I, where did I get this? I wrote it down somewhere, and I don't remember where I wrote it. But it was uh, in respect to creative work, um, and it was someone somewhere. I have buried in a notebook probably who it was, but uh, made the distinction between architects and gardeners. Uh, where oh great, where architects yes. architects are are conceiving of the plan. Uh, for what they want to bring into being before they actually build it. They're saying, I want I want to achieve something with these aims and I, here's what it's going to be and let me design it and then we'll build it. Whereas a gardener creates a fertile environment for things to arise mm-hmm. that – now the metaphor is not perfect because a gardener does in fact p- plan what, yeah, what they want to have grow. Eventually. Well, I guess more the but, – But the, the idea is that the gardener creates a, you know, creates a fertile field. And mm-hmm. so when I first thought about it, um, it was in terms of like uh, comedy writing uh-huh. uh, for our for our show is like, OK, there are times where I want to be an architect. Like, we want to say this and here's how we're going to go about saying it. And I need to con- like put all the pieces in order so that we can say thing X. But that can only take me so far. And, and it's very stressful and it's a lot of mental effort to do that. And sometimes what you want to do is is create a garden and say, OK, I've got a, I've I've brought together a bunch of wonderful people who are very smart and intelligent and uh, let them go to work and mm-hmm. see what comes out of that situation. And I'll trust that it'll be something good and valuable. And I'm not going to presuppose what it's going to be. Um, and I've been trying to think of myself as more of a gardener than an architect recently because uh-huh. I've been very much in the in the architect mode. And I've been trying to switch over. So it's that I reminds me of the kings and cups, the kings and queens. Yes. And uh, 
Uh, and so the fact that I that you pulled queens is uh, uh, very fitting. Makes me feel happy as well. <laughs> um, let me know how the King of Cups comes up in your pizza order because <laughs> I'm confident that it will. I feel bad for that question. I feel like Why? that ruined. Well, I, I feel mean, like that messed you, up it your... was a snarky question. No, you, no, no, but, no. But it you was... didn't get a snarky answer. It wasn't. So I'm it, interested. It uh, wasn't a snarky question. It was literally the first question that came to mind. Um, okay. It was a low stakes question and yeah. it had a weirdly high stakes answer. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. We'll figure it out. We'll talk online. <laughs> we'll talk uh, online yes. where no one else can see it. No or, or should I tweet at you and then people no, can go follow the conversation? So every, yeah, tweet at okay. me so that we'll figure out what the King of Cups okay. is. Okay. Do you want to plug anything? You want, you want <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can come eat pizza with me at um no, I uh yeah, I've got a new I got a new podcast um coming out on May 29th called that. it's called Factually. It's on um Factually. Uh, so called Factually. Oh my god. What? What? I get it. I get it. Okay. It's it. well. It's a joke. You know. Actually, it's a it's an interview podcast where I talk to like experts and 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 professors and and we got some Pulitzer Prize winners on the show about Ooh, this la la. about the incredible stuff that they know that that maybe you don't. Um, and uh, that's coming out on May 29th. Um, and new episodes and everything are coming out in August. Great. Yeah. Adam, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for this having was me. A on. Pleasure. It was a blast. We will see you all next time. Thank you. I'm gonna go be a Bye. queen. Everything I could have dreamt of. It was wonderful.